Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello, this is Auto Line Daily for Tuesday, September 13th, 2011. You guessed it, I'm Rod Maloney, business editor at WDIV-TV Local 4 News here in Detroit, filling in for John again, who's probably enjoying a few steins of beer right now in Germany. And speaking of Deutschland and McElroy, check out the webcast he hosted earlier today. Thanks to LiveU, he was able to bring us the latest from the floor of the Frankfurt Show. Some of his interviews include Joost Capito, Ford's Director of Global Performance Vehicles, Craig Wiggins, the Senior Vice President of Powertrains at Continental, and Tony Douglas, the Marketing Innovation Manager at BMW. You can catch all of these interviews and a lot more on our website, autoline.tv. Anyway, let's head now on to the news. And as you'd expect, the Frankfurt floodgates have opened wide. A few days ago, we reported on Land Rover's Frankfurt-bound concept, the DC-100. Just a refresher, this thing hints at where the next generation Defender is headed when it enters production sometime in 2015. The concept is built on a lightweight, mixed-alloy platform, features a terrain-scanning system that can alert drivers to obstacles ahead of the vehicle, and it can even measure water depth using a sonar system. The DC-100 is powered by a hybridized drivetrain with either a gas or diesel four-cylinder engine matched to an eight-speed automatic transmission. The coolest feature, though, driver-activated spike tires for some serious off-roading. Ford had a couple of reveals at the show. The first Focus ST wasn't much of a surprise, but it marks the company's return to the global performance small car market. Yes, that means it's coming to the U.S. Sadly, though, we don't get the wagon version. It's powered by a 2.0-liter EcoBoost engine with about 250 horsepower. A six-speed manual is the only transmission offered. The Focus ST launches next year in more than 40 markets. Get that, 40 around the world. More of a surprise is the Focus STR, a race-ready version of the car. It's a fully prepared competition vehicle with a roll cage, upgraded brakes, and a retuned suspension. As it stands, it can compete in a wide variety of racing outlets, including Grand Am ST, World Challenge TC, and the Canadian Touring Car Series. The Focus STR will be available in North America, and you can order it right from the Ford Racing Performance Parts catalog. Shocker, these two models aren't Ford's only performance reveals in Frankfurt this year. The Fiesta is also benefiting from the ST treatment. It gets a host of upgrades, but most importantly, more power. A 1.6-liter EcoBoost 4-banger will deliver nearly 180 horsepower and a similar amount of torque. But wait, there is more. The company's upcoming 1.0-liter three-cylinder EcoBoost engines going to be available next year in several European models, including the Focus and the B-Max. It features all of the technology its big brothers have, including direct fuel injection and TIVCT. It also has some innovative features. Engines with an odd number of cylinders can have NVH issues, but Ford came up with a couple of ways of smoothing those things out. Instead of power sapping balance shafts, it features an unbalanced flywheel and pulley to naturally counteract the engine's power pulses. Output will range from about 99 to 118 horsepower. 
Volvo revealed a luxurious concept called the U. It's an evolution of its concept universe, which debuted at the Shanghai Auto Show earlier in the year. Inside, the U is loaded with a lot of technology. Button controls are replaced with a number of touchscreens. Hand movements control the infotainment system. And the sound system, believe it or not, is powered by air outside the car. Not how, we're not sure how that all works, but it does sound cool. No powertrain info was shared by Volvo, but it says the design is a hint at what its future products are going to look like. Next up, Seat unveiled a sedan concept called the IBL. It's a plug-in hybrid that has three different driving modes, one for normal driving, another for sportier driving, and the last is a fuel-efficient mode. The company says it won't release a production version, but the design is a preview of future cars from Seat. The IBL is a combination of Seat design and technology from its parent company, Volkswagen. Bentley took the wrapper off a new convertible, the Continental GTC. It's based on the GT Coupe released last year. The GTC features a more powerful 6.0-liter twin-turbocharged W12 engine that cranks out 567 horsepower. It can run from 0 to 60 in just 4.5 seconds, and its top speed is 195 miles an hour. It's also E85 capable. But as you can guess, its fuel economy isn't all that great. It only gets about 14 miles per gallon combined. Deliveries, though, start at the end of the year. I'm Andrew Justice, and Ford tells us how good they did in the hills of San Francisco, coming right up. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Cutting-edge technology is often a crapshoot. It tends to overpromise and underdeliver. Reliability of this technology can also be questionable when it first comes out. Thankfully for Ford and its hybrid vehicles, this hasn't been the case. Here's Andrew Justice with more. Ford says it's proud of its hybrid powertrains with their top-notch fuel numbers. But the Dearborn automaker is just as pleased with the reliability of their components used by both consumers and businesses alike. Behind me you see one of the high mileage hybrid taxis we recovered or purchased from um, a user, a, a taxi company in San Francisco, which um, anyone who's taken a taxi ride knows taxi drivers are not delicate on the vehicles. Add to that that they're in San Francisco where there's a lot of hills and a lot of stop and go traffic. So Ford got a long life out of a taxi cab. That's not really breaking news. But what has the automaker excited is that powertrain components in those hardworking taxis are identical to those in retail vehicles. We've been collecting vehicles, purchasing them, and evaluating those vehicles for many years now. And we thought it'd be appropriate to share what we've been finding, which is that the hybrid powertrain system has actually exceeded our expectations and exceeded the performance data that our models predicted and that our testing uh, was showing, meaning our internal standards are more severe than what we're seeing in the, real in the real world in the field. Also, according to Ford's data, since the Escape Hybrid debuted in 2004, there have been zero electric motor failures and just five battery cell failures out of over 100,000 vehicles sold. And most of the work that's been done for those hybrid taxis has been done right here at Ford's Research and Innovation Laboratories in Dearborn, Michigan. 
Alrighty, Andrew, thank you. And thank you for checking out today's show. This is the end of the line for now, but you can bet we'll be back tomorrow. None other than Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, will be filling in for John, who continues his Frankfurt adventure for the rest of the week. One more time, I'm Rod Maloney, business editor, WDIV-TV, Local 4 in Detroit, signing off. I'll see you later.